Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Joe Biden sold a million barrels from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserves to a China-owned gas giant, not lowering the price of gas for you. Now, why would Joe Biden take our strategic petroleum reserves, which is actually supposed to be used for times of, like, national crisis and war, and send them to a China-owned gas giant? We now have that answer. But first, I want to take a quick moment to tell you about our good friends, over at Legacy Precious Metals, you know what's going on in the economy, you know what's happening on Wall Street, and you know what's going on with inflation. So are you protecting your hard-earned dollars, your assets? Do you have a hedge against inflation? Are you terrified every day that you've lost a massive amount of money when the stock market is having these crazy drops? Well, are you diversified? And if you are diversified, you don't have to worry as much. That's where Legacy Precious Metals comes in. Legacy Precious Metals can help you have a blueprint to protect your hard-earned dollars. As interest rates go up, inflation goes up, Democrats are trying to raise taxes, and a skyrocketing national debt. Now is a time for you to take a look at protecting your dollars and controlling your future with gold and precious metals. A lot of people move to gold and precious metals during times like these. It is a hedge against inflation. It's a way to protect your assets and right now you can call legacy precious metal and get the free investors guide 
Make sure you call them and see if gold and precious metals is right for you and your retirement. 1-866-751-2218. That's 1-866-751-2218. Or online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Now, Biden's energy department said the move would, quote, support American consumers. This is their first lie. They told you when they said they were going to start releasing about a million barrels of oil a day. They said it was to, quote, combat the Putin price hike, which we all know is also another lie. But the Biden administration had no intention of actually lowering the price of gas for you at the pump. The Biden administration, in fact, decided they were going to make deals with the Chinese Communist Party. And the connections here are even more shocking. The Washington Free Beacon has exposed this, saying the Biden administration sold roughly one million barrels from our strategic petroleum reserves to a Chinese state-controlled gas giant that continues to also purchase Russian oil. A move the Energy Department said would, quote, support American consumers and actually, quote, combat Putin's price hikes. Now, why would you sell oil to a company that's purchasing Russian oil and mix these two together? Because that doesn't help the American that's hurting right now. We now know why. The Biden administration and the Biden's Energy Department in April said, oh, this is all about you. Now, the Biden Energy Department in April announced the sale of 950,000 strategic petroleum reserve barrels that they were going to release. And in fact, they released them to Unipec. Now pay attention. This is where it gets complicated, but it's important to follow it. Unipec is the trading arm of the China Petrochemical Corporation. That company, which is commonly known as Sinopec, is wholly owned by the Chinese Communist government. The Biden administration claimed the move would, quote, address the pain Americans are feeling at the pump and, quote, help lower energy costs. More than five million barrels of oil released from the U.S. emergency reserves have actually not accomplished what they said it was going to accomplish. Why? Because much of it is being sent overseas last month when you needed it the most. That's right. More than 5 million barrels have been sent overseas, according to an expose that Reuters exposed on Wednesday. In fact, at least one shipment of American crude oil went directly to China, which should shock, of course, everyone, because China's buying oil from Russia. Why would we want to sell them our oil when we need to keep the oil in America so that our prices go down? The Biden administration also claimed The Unipec sale would, quote, support American consumers and that that's all there is to it. They said, look, the global economy is is hurting. We're going to do this in response to Vladimir Putin's war of choice against Ukraine and combat. And we are going to do this to combat the, quote, Putin price hike. This is the American propaganda you're getting. So as the war wages on, they said, we're going to help you. Well, Unipec has continued to purchase Russian oil, the Chinese Communist government, Day after day after day after day from Russia during this entire, quote, Putin price hike, right? I mean, they're they're literally giving money to Russia to then attack Ukraine by buying their oil. In May, for example, the company, quote, significantly increased the number of hired tankers to ship a key crude from, from eastern Russia, Bloomberg reported. 
That decision came roughly one month after Unipec said it would purchase, quote, no more Russian oil going forward. They lied because of the Chinese Communist Party. And what they realized was they'd get a sweetheart deal on oil and gas from Russia. And so they started buying even more than they ever had before. Now, once shipments that had arrived in March and due to arrive in April were fulfilled, the Chinese government said we'd be done. They lied again. They're still buying the oil. Now, the White House has not returned a request for comment from any of the news organizations that have asked. Its decision to sell barrels from the country's strategic petroleum reserves to a Chinese conglomerate comes also as the American public increasingly sours on Biden's energy policies, according to a new Gallup poll. In fact, roughly three in four Americans are not satisfied with the federal government's national energy policy. That is the highest level in more than 20 years. Power of the Future founder Daniel Turner even admonished Biden for selling, quote, raw materials to the Chinese communist government for them to use as they want, saying, quote, we were assured Biden was releasing this oil to America so it could be refined for gasoline to drive down prices at the pump. So right off the bat, they're just lying to the American people, Turner said in an interview. What they're saying they did and what they did are not remotely related. Turner also said the decision highlights the Biden family's relationship specifically with China. And this is where the story goes into what I would refer to as genuine reason for people to start looking at impeaching Joe Biden. Joe Biden's son, who was sitting front row yesterday at the White House as they were giving out Congressional Medal of Freedom Awards, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, is directly tied to the company in China that got the oil. In fact, no other company in China got oil, just Sinopec did. And Joe Biden's son has direct ties to Sinopec. In 2015, a private equity firm that he co-founded bought a $1.7 billion, with a B, stake in Sinopec Marketing. Now, Sinopec went on to enter negotiations to purchase Gazprom in March, one month after the Biden administration sanctioned that Russian gas giant. Biden campaigned heavily against the oil and gas industry in 2020, promising to end fossil fuels, which clearly he's trying to do, and he doesn't care what it does to you or your economy or your family or small business. He even went on to cancel the Keystone XL pipeline and implemented a moratorium on new gas leases on federal land during his first month in office. Biden's energy secretary, meanwhile, is working with left-wing activists who want to eliminate fossil fuels altogether. And in fact, in late October, House Oversight and Reform Committee Democrats pushed top oil executives to, quote, produce less gas due to climate change. That's all on the record. So what's happened? Gas prices have skyrocketed to record highs, numbers we've never even seen before. In mid-June, the national average for a gallon of gasoline surpassed $5 for the first time in history of this country. Still, the White House has assured Americans they need to pay higher gas prices to support the, quote, liberal world order. Take a step back. And you understand that this is a now a green religion. I've been calling it that for quite some time. This is obviously a green religion. You're, gonna, you're going to bow to this new religion of green energy. You're going to pay whatever they tell you to pay, and they're going to suffocate you while they're selling our oil to communist China and to a company that Hunter Biden 
has a stake in financially. Quote, unquote, what do you say to those families that say, listen, we can't afford to pay $5 gallon gallon for months, if not years, is what CNN anchor Victor Brackwell asked Biden's economic advisor, Brian Deese, in late June. He said in response, this is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm, Deese said in response. Now, this goes back to what many have talked about with a new world order, and now they're actually saying it out loud. Now, I want to ask you another question. You would think that when it comes out that Hunter Biden uh, and a company that he has financial interest in got uh, about you know a million barrels of oil shipped from America, sold to them, you would think that the media would talk about this, right? No, they won't. ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and MSNBC have all ignored this story on top of the fact that they recently ignored the voicemail that clearly showed that Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings. Now, that voicemail that I talked about last week on this show has now even become more important because of what we know about this oil that was just sold to this Chinese communist oil company that Hunter Biden has a financial stake in it. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. 
On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, the mainstream media has largely ignored this leaked voicemail that President Biden left for his son, Hunter Biden, about his overseas business dealings directly with China. In fact, that voicemail involved China specifically. President Biden has repeatedly denied discussing any of Hunter Biden's business ventures with him. But on this June 27th, you know, voicemail that's now come out, all of a sudden, yeah, guess what? He was lying to you again. Is this voicemail a bombshell? Yes, it is. And that's exactly why the media refuses to cover it. What was said on the voicemail? Hey, pal, it's dad. It's 8.15 on Wednesday night. If you have a chance to give me a call, nothing urgent. I just want to talk with you. Biden has heard saying in this voicemail back in 2018. Then he goes on to say, I thought the article released online, it's going to be printed tomorrow in the Times was good. I think you're clear, quote unquote. Now, the article Biden was referring to was published by the New York Times in December of 2018 and reported about a private meeting between the chairman of this Chinese energy company, CEFC, and Hunter Biden at a Miami hotel in 2017. CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, and CBS have all ignored the story from June the 27th through this morning. Why? Because they don't want to tell you what's actually happening right now. So if you take another step back and you just look at the last 24 hours, what do we know? We know the media is not covering this, and we know that President Joe Biden's administration sold 950,000 barrels of oil from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserves to a Chinese communist state-owned gas company that has financial ties to the firm co-founded by Hunter Biden. And they're not telling you any of this. Unipac, quote, reportedly purchased oil across the globe and then apparently sells it through its Cinepec marketing subsidiary. So they're taking American oil that's supposed to be lowering our prices. We're sending it over to somebody in communist China who's buying insane amounts of oil from Russia right now. Right. They're not sanctioning Russia. They're buying the hell out of Russian oil right now. And Unipec America, even as it's on their LinkedIn page, says it is a wholly owned subsidiary of a China International United Petroleum and Chemical Company, better known as Unipec. So they're saying we are China. They're currently the second largest company on the global Fortune 500 list. And Hunter Biden has a financial ties to the Chinese Communist Party owned Cinepec, a private equity firm that Hunter Biden co-founded, purchased nearly two billion stake in Cinepec marketing in 2015. It's unclear, by the way, whether Biden still has a major financial stake in this LLC. Biden's White House has repeatedly claimed back in 19 and 20 that Hunter Biden was out of the equity firm. There's a problem with that. 
We also now know he's lying because the Chinese corporate records show he still has a stake in the company. What did the White House say about this? We don't talk about private matters. Okay, so Hunter Biden still holds a stake in the equity firm co-owned by China's central bank and the Chinese communist government. And on top of that, we're now sending America's strategic oil reserves to China and they're making money off it, not helping you at the pump as an American citizen. And again, according to the review of these business records conducted by the Daily Caller, Hunter's company holds a 10% stake in this equity investment management firm that has all of this investment, billions in this private equity firm in China. The state-controlled Bank of China co-owns BHR Partners. Hunter Biden is the sole beneficial, uh, beneficial owner of the LLC that holds a 10% stake in that company. So their own reporting tells you that Hunter Biden's making cash. And that means Joe Biden's making cash, right? Now, Joe Biden told reporters in Iowa, quote, no one in my family will have an office in the White House, will sit in on meetings as they are a cabinet member, will in fact have any business relationships with anyone that's related to a foreign corporation or foreign country, period, period, end of story. So Joe Biden lied to you about that. He lied to you about that campaign promise. Joe Biden did, by the way, alter his pledge in regards to family foreign business dealings once he was elected president, saying even in December, quote, that nobody in my family would, quote, be involved in any business, any enterprise that is conflicted with or appears to be in conflict with the appropriate distance from the presidency and the U.S. government. So he lied to you about that as well. Now, ABC, NBC, CBS, all of them are silent. There is one interesting story that did come out of this, and that's another problem with Hunter Biden and banking. House Republicans are now saying that they can't get their hands on the Treasury reports and they won't hand over Hunter Biden's documents unless a Democrat joins the request to see the documents. These documents are important because we're now being told that Hunter Biden bank accounts have been flagged for suspicious behavior more than 150 times which might be a record for any human being in the United States of America. How do we know this? Because the people that are in charge are the ones that are saying that this is insane. Take a listen to James Comer, who was on TV this week talking as a ranking member of the House Oversight and Reform Committee, saying that he has 150 suspicious activity reports with the IRS, and we can't get our hands on any of them because they changed the rules so they could shut us out. Listen. Well, we found out that Hunter Biden has had 150 suspicious activity reports filed against various accounts that he and Jim Biden, the president's brother, have. That's unprecedented, Jason. A a normal person in America never has any bank violations. Less than one-tenth of one percent of people ever have any bank violations. They've had 150, which I would say is more than any person in the history of America. These are the most serious banking violations you can have. There's suspicion of money laundering, suspicion of receiving money from uh, terrorist groups or suspicion of money from bad actors in foreign countries. Before Joe Biden became president, under the Obama administration, the Bush administration, any member of Congress could go to the Treasury Department and request suspicious activity reports. These were put into place, again, to catch funneling money to terrorist sales in the United States. I mean, it's unheard of. He's had 150 of these violations. Once we determined this, then I went to Treasury, requested the SARS on Hunter Biden. They said, no, we changed the rules. You can't do that anymore. This started getting press. 
Uh, we started leaking out that the Treasury Department was stolen all of this. Then they came back and said, OK, we'll make an exception. If you can get a single Democrat to sign on the request with you, then we'll give you the request. And obviously, Jason, as you can imagine, no Democrats are interested in signing on. No Democrats are interested in signing on. I wonder why. So you look at these reports right now. You got 150 which is more than any other person probably in American history because when you would get, before you get to 150 suspicious activity reports filed against him and his bank accounts, the government would step in and stop you, right? That's probably the reason why no one's ever gotten to 150. A normal person in America never has any bank violations. Less than one-tenth of one percent of people ever even have any bank violations that are flagged. He's got 150. So when you have these banking violations, right, well, then what are they connected to? There's suspicion of actual money laundering to get flagged. There is suspicion of receiving money from terrorist groups. That is when you get flagged. There is suspicion of money from bad actors that get you flagged in foreign countries that get you flagged. He's been flagged 150 times. So then all of a sudden, Joe Biden brings Hunter Biden to the White House this week and says, sit on the front row while we're giving out awards. I wonder if that was like, hey, job well done, son. Come on over to the White House and we'll put you on the front row because you made the Biden crime family a bunch of money. Again, Hunter Biden still holds a stake in this equity firm co-owned by Chinese Central Bank. And we sold our... Now, even if you took Hunter Biden out of all this, okay, I would argue it's an impeachable offense at this point that you're taking our strategic oil reserves, which are which are reserved for national security issues, and you're selling it to our enemy, the Chinese Communist government, who's buying oil, by the way, from Russia at the same exact time. Why are we sending a million barrels of oil to the Chinese Communist Party specifically to affirm that Hunter Biden has a stake in? Now, there's a couple different you know theories here. One. They could just say, we hate America this much, or we just don't care, and we're going to make every dime we can because we know Joe Biden's on his last leg. That's option one. Option two is China has some serious blackmail on the president of the United States of America, and they can make this phone call and say, you're going to sell us a million barrels of oil, and Joe Biden had no choice because he's being blackmailed by China. That's option two. It could be a combination of both as well. But the fact that you got 150 of these that have been flagged for Joe Biden, for Hunter Biden and he's still walking around, and they won't let you see them. Come on, really? Now, CBS News actually broke part of the story I'm talking about right now. They didn't report it on the actual national news that you would watch. You have to go online to cbsnews.com to stream their longer newscast for you to hear the story I'm about to play for you. Their headline reads, House Republicans say Treasury won't hand over Hunter Biden's documents unless Democrats join the request. Now, this is on their streaming news service. This is not on CBS News where you normally would turn your TV on. And this is where they buried their own reporting from Catherine Heritage, which was actually incredible reporting. Listen. There is fresh scrutiny this morning on the president's son, Hunter Biden. CBS News obtained a letter from House Republicans demanding Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen share information about his alleged suspicious foreign business dealings. It also accuses the Biden administration of stonewalling the GOP-led investigation. So senior investigative correspondent Catherine Herridge has been following this closely and joins us now. Um, so Catherine, what are these suspicious activity reports? What are they talking about? 
Well, they go by the acronym SARS, and they're financial transactions, Anne-Marie, that require further review. They're flagged for further review by the bank. It can be based on the amount of money involved, something they call velocity, how quickly a deposit is made to an account, and then how quickly it cashes out. And then lastly, something called layering. How many accounts does the money pass through before it reaches its final destination? That can be an indicator of suspected money laundering. Based on our report, Reporting here at CBS News, over 150 financial transactions involving the global business affairs of Hunter Biden and the president's brother, James Biden, were flagged by the banks for further review. We don't know how that played out in terms of whether they believe there may have been criminal activity or really nothing suspicious at all. How can you say it's nothing suspicious at all? You just heard Catherine Harris say, or if it's nothing suspicious at all. You don't get flagged 150 times because there's nothing suspicious at all. That's part of the lies here from CBS News, which they buried on their online you know, website, right? It's the only place they're talking about this. But they're even trying to give him an out while they're reporting on this damning information. Imagine for a moment, and just think about this, if this happened, if there's 150 bank transactions that were flagged for suspicious activity, which to be flagged for for this type of activity, it has to be significant in nature. It has to be receiving money from terrorist groups, suspicion of money from bad actors and foreign governments, suspicion of money laundering, suspicion uh, of receiving money from, from people that hate America. That's what gets you flagged. And they're like, well, this could just all be a misunderstanding. Really? Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. 
It, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport, and me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even more shocking is Catherine Heritage sitting there with a straight face, not just telling you that this may all just be 150 misunderstandings, but then she goes on to say, well, you know, you got to understand this is a very complex issue and it may not be anything to it at all. Listen. At all. So uh, what does the letter from the House GOP allege, Catherine? Well, Vlad, what they're alleging is that the Treasury Department is blocking what they describe as traditional oversight of financial affairs. They're saying that in June... By, by the way, it's not alleging if it's fact. I don't understand why Catherine Heritage can't just say, look, the fact is, in the past, which always worked this way, and then the Democrats have changed it to make sure the Republicans are locked out of the room so they can't actually look at these 150 transactions and see what they actually are. They've changed the rules is what of engagement, right? That, that would be being intellectually honest. That would be, and she's like, well, they're alleging. No, they're not alleging. They're stating the fact. And the fact is that the Democrats have changed the rules. The Biden administration have changed the rules to protect Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the Biden Cram family at all costs. That's where she's, again, lying to you. June of this year, there was a phone call between Treasury officials and Republican House staffers in which the staffers were told that Treasury would not be providing the suspicious activity reports for congressional review unless Democrats also join the request. And Congressman James Comer, who wrote to the Treasury secretary, said the Treasury's actions call for investigation and raise new questions about the degree to which the Biden administration is using the federal government to provide cover for the Biden family and its associates. I think for context, it's important to note that Democrats control the House Oversight Committee, so they're really the party with the most pull in terms of getting records and issuing subpoenas. So, In other words, the Democrats knew and checked the room to make sure there wasn't a single Democrat that would go along with this request, right? Because they're saying, sure, you can get anything you want to look at. You just have to Democrat sign on. It has to be bipartisan. Right? That's, that's what was just said. Right now, they just that's all you got to do. Just if you it, make it bipartisan that way and it'll be fine. And and we'll, we'll, we change the rules to protect him. And you it, it, you don't think they went around the room and made sure that there wasn't a single Democrat that would sign on to this because you got to you got to table this stuff. This is part of it. Democrats understand that this is impeachable and it could become a real issue that could threaten the presidency of Joe Biden. They just need to make sure they make it through the midterms. 
All they got to do is stonewall so that you, the voter, don't have the information. The same way that they that the media protected Hunter Biden and the laptop and Joe Biden and everything that dealt with that laptop and banned it on social media until after the presidential election because they had to protect the president at all costs. Or the future president, I should say, at all costs. That's what they had to do. Like, th- like, th- like that's it, folks. That's the whole thing. And everybody knows that that is how it works. Like that, that is the whole thing. That's, that's how this works. So they're just going to lie. And they're going to help you cover it up. And they're going to make sure they protect the president because that means you're protecting the Democratic Party. Because if it comes out that the Democrats were protecting Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, and they've been whoring out the White House and sending gas to the Chinese Communist Party while making money off of it, and there's 150 transactions with Hunter Biden's banks. Look, I, I have no doubt in my mind there's going to be some little dinky crap deal that's going to be taken by Hunter Biden. He will get a deal to make sure that none of this really affects anyone in his family. That's why CBS News, that's why ABC, NBC, CBS, all of them are not reporting on this on the actual news. They're throwing it on their online websites. Like, here it is. We'll throw it into those. The Biden administration said they would address the pain the Americans are feeling at the pump and fight back against the Putin price hike. And what do they do? They take the unprecedented move of taking our oil from the strategic oil reserves, reducing our strategic oil reserves to the lowest level since the early 1980s. And they send it to China, specifically to a communist oil company owned by the state that Hunter Biden has a financial stake in. There's a headline today that said Biden's, the Biden's are as dysfunctional as the Kennedy's and protected by the press. I couldn't agree more on that one. Joe Biden and his former daughter-in-law's recounts in her new memoir, Come On Strong. That's no surprise to anyone who has read the allegations of sexual inappropriateness against President Biden or has seen the multiple videos and photos of creepy Uncle Joe with women and young girls sniffing their hair, massaging their shoulders, pressing his forehead against theirs, grabbing them by the arm or kissing them on the lips, pulling them in close for a full contact hug. This article written today by Maureen Callahan in the New York Post. Betsy DeVos in her new memoir and the latest is the latest to claim unwanted forehead to forehead contact. She was in a wheelchair at the time recovering from a bike accident with nowhere to run. It was gross and it was it was also a feeble attempt to intimidate me. She went on to write, but no left winning outlet otherwise hyper attuned to such violations seemed to care. Remember the Me Too movement. Believe every woman unless they're a Republican. Nor has much attention been paid to the first meeting between Hunter Biden's ex-wife and Joe as he as she writes in her newly published book, If We Break. Joe, then a stranger to her, put his hands on my cheeks and looked me in the eyes, his nose almost touching my own. Honey, he said, my boy tells me he loves you. So that means I love you, too. Understand? Question mark. I love you. Joe's instant intimacy was, as she put it, a lot I honestly didn't know what to do with it, she writes. Who would? The encounter was a preview for the life with the Bidens, a family whose public image, that of a close-knit, well-adjusted family, brought even closer by, quote, tragedy, is a stark odds with reality. Not since the Kennedys has the mainstream media ignored such family dysfunction. 
lack of sexual boundaries, hardcore substance abuse issues, the hiring of sex workers, the leveraging of presidential access for money, and trails of corruption, greed, and thirst for power that supersede all. To get this out of the way, Donald Trump, of course, has said plenty of disturbing stuff. If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. Is but one example, but he's and he has been accused of sexual harassment and rape. The difference is that the mainstream media has treated every single one of these utterances and accusations with utmost seriousness. The writer writes in the New York Post. President Joe Biden's adult children share a strange habit of leaving their most intimate, intimate communications, thoughts and confessions where anybody can find them. Hunter hasn't denied the laptop is his. Ashley has, hasn't denied the diary is hers. So why isn't the media treating their con- contents as newsworthy? Hunter and Ashley take issue not just with their father, but with the media's fancy stepmom, the saintly Dr. Jill Biden. Each writes of feeling like political pawns or liabilities, of letting their father down, of anger towards their parents' ambitions. Ne- neglect is a common thread. Substance abuse, a problem Ashley and Hunter both share. How much anger might each adult child harbor over their upbringing? Is another question that's asked. It says something when in the midst of your hotly fought presidential run against a super controversial opponent, a campaign in which you run as steady, experienced, moderate, sane, and above all else, compassionate, your crack-addicted son decides to give a lengthy profile to the New Yorker. Hunter's openness extended to his lobbying days while his dad was in office of his privileged political, you know, time living with a homeless woman named Bicycles. Mainly, we just planted ourselves on the couch and smoked a ton of crack, he said. And of his affair with his dead brother's wife. All we got was blank from everybody all the time, Hunter told the New Yorker. It was really hard. Spoken like a true addict with an axe to grind and maybe, just maybe, a vendetta against his father. Why else open up to one of the left's most unimpeachable outlets? Why else open the door to a former Obama aide telling the publication what a liability Hunter was? On the loose, the Obama aide said, undermining his father's message, quote-unquote. Really, it's enough to make you think that Hunter and Ashley Biden are trying to tell us something. If only liberal news outlets got the hint. No wonder 63% of Americans per Gallup poll don't trust the media now. Even Bill Maher took umbrage earlier this year. Attacking left-leaning outlooks for ignoring the Hunter Biden laptop story as a 2020 presidential election neared. By the way, Hunter has lost or abandoned at least three computers, including one reportedly recovered from a celebrity therapist's office. It looks like the left-wing media has buried the story because it wasn't part of their narrative. Bill Maher said on his weekly HBO show, Hunter Biden, you've made a living being a ne'er-do-well who was taking money just because you were the vice president's son and you had influence. He has $8 million from Chinese energy companies to air quotes here is what he put up, sit on the board and consult. Yeah, that was his passion life. Energy exploration, hooker exploration was his passion is what Bill Maher went on to say. Truer words have never been spoken, she said. The Ashley Biden diary is the most recent example of a blanket media blackout. A July 2019 excerpt going viral two weeks ago read this and defend it as non-newsworthy. Quote, was I molested, the author writes? I think so. I can't remember specifics, but I do remember trauma. 
hypersexualized at a young age. I remember being somewhat sexualized with Colleen. I remember having sex with friends at a young age. Showers with my dad, probably not appropriate, referring to the president of the United States of America, Joe Biden. She also wrote that she was in treatment for sexual trauma. Imagine this entry written by Ivanka Trump. Imagine the media hailstorm, the feminist outrage, the minute-by-minute calls for federal investigation on 24-hour cable news. Calls quickly ratcheting up to impeachment or invoking the 25th Amendment. The late-night talk shows the obvious headline, Is the sitting President of the United States of America a child abuser? Question mark. Note that a woman who identified herself in the diary as Ashley Blazer Biden wrote this as an adult as part of her therapy session to work out her sex addiction. In trying to identify its root cause, the author continues, quote, my mother not emotionally available. My father was massage. I could, I could love from men. I'm not your mother, another one of her things says. Blanket being taken away, not letting myself go into the bathroom, being wiped until too late in the game. I've had one of my hardest days, the author wrote. My sex drive is out of blanking control. Like, literally, I am in heat. I know it's not the healthiest way to deal with, with things, but blank least, it's better than drugs. If these aren't Ashley Biden's entries, why not publicly say so? One day after these entries circulate online, the 41-year-old Ashley, who normally keeps an extremely low profile, was photographed taking a windswept Kennedy-esque walk on the beach with her mother, Jill. Two days after that, Ashley was back on the beach in front of the press, this time, this time with her father. When Joe began chatting with reporters, Ashley actually interrupted. Nope, she said, no more questions. But the diary does nothing to, but raise questions. The Joe Biden, who branded himself with a complica- complicit media as America's grandpa, our counselor in grief and emphasizer extraordinaire, is revealed by Ashley and Hunter as at times absent, manipulative, and more concerned with his political career than with his own children's addictions. By the way, as Joe faced yet another presidential debate in 2019 in July, the diary's author wrote of an upsetting conversation with her father. My dad cried on the phone saying he has a debate in a week and now has to worry about me. Maybe he knows what he is doing and it's worked out, but my feelings of guilt are often overwhelming. Hunter Biden expressed a similar sentiment after Joe announced he would not run for president in 2016 election. Well, having made clear to the world that the only reason for not running is your family's problems, I'm glad to be the blanking bullseye you painted on my back, he wrote. So there you go. That's just part of what we're dealing with here. And where's the media? Nowhere to be found. All right, lastly, please make sure you hit that subscribe button or auto-download button wherever you are listening to this podcast right now and take a moment to write us a five-star review. Uh, Many on the left have been attacking our podcast, writing us bad reviews on purpose. So if you would help us fight back by writing us a good review, a five-star review, and share this podcast with your family and friends on social media to help us grow, see you back here tomorrow. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. 
So go to four, that's the number four, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to fourpatriots.com slash Ben. That's the number four, patriots.com slash Ben. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 